0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles.
2: Coming up on NBA Today, the second round of All-Star voting is in. Who would be starting if the game was played today? Plus, Tonight at crypto.com, a couple of surefile all-stars. They go toe-to-toe. Luca versus LeBron. Why LeBron admires Dallas's young phenom so much. And Vince Carter's with us. So you know what day it is. We are going to the upper room, baby. Only one will get bottle service. We start right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews. We are marching toward All-Star, folks. It is the second round of fan voting that was returned this morning. So if the games were played today, here are your starters. Let's take a look. Some initial shifts remember, from the be- initial voting. Jason Tatum overtaking Joel Embiid in the East front court. Plenty of these guys, though, they were in action last night, including the back-to-back MVP, Nikola Jokic. Now I have the unfortunate task of welcoming in my friend Richard Jefferson Rich. You said Nikola Jokic, he may very well be in the MVP conversation, not quite at the top, but. He is the most fun player to play with in the NBA,
3: right? 100% he's the most fun player hmm. to play with, and every generation has guys like this. It doesn't matter if it was John Stockton, if it was Steve Nash, if it was Jason Kidd. The passes that this man can drop off are next level. You mean like level. this one? Yeah, like, like this one. This one is ridiculous. It caught Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon has 100 dunks. He is his favorite target, and he caught Aaron Gordon off guard. That just shows you that it doesn't matter how many years you've played with him, how many passes you he will continue to surprise him. He is, again, without a doubt at this point in time, we can say he's the best passing center, and he is moving up the ranks of the best passing players Mm. of all time.
2: Well, guess what, Rich? What up? You can tell Nikola Jokic just how much fun he is on Friday, because you and I, we will be there for that game when they face the Clippers. I'm running out of superlatives, though, to describe Ja Morant. Thankfully, we have a wordsmith among us. It's Kendrick Perkins. What would you use, Kendrick, to describe what Ja did?
1: (laughs) You know I gotta come into 2023 in studio in great fashion. Ooh. New word, expanding my vocabulary. Oh, I'm going with Arrowfoul. Arrow foul. Do you know what that means? You a lover of <laughs> <laughs> aviation. Someone who loves to fly.
2: Oh. Someone who
1: loves to fly. That is John Morant. Okay. The way he's roller tape. Here we go. Alright, I want to see it.
2: Yeah, this was last oh, night. Only a peak. Here in the drop
1: cover freeze. There we go. <laughs> We're not gonna give you too much. We're just about to show you a little teaser. This is just a little appetizer for right now. We've seen this matchup before. Here we go. Uh-huh. Last year at this time. Oh no! You see him dropping back. He looked him
2: in the eyes. Ooh. Oh. Okay, so oh. this was in 2022 that he dropped this on Jakob Purtle, And then last night, I mean, we were having deja vu. And we weren't the only one, perked that was having deja vu. Take a listen to what John Morant had to say.
4: Obviously, uh, I guess he ain't, you know, getting the memo last time, so.
1: <laughs> see, yeah. see, hey. see, the memo comes from Ooh. Greg Popovich, okay? Greg Popovich is who Porter should be mad at Ooh. for setting him up, putting them in that dry cup.
2: I mean, look at all of these numbers. 27th career, 35-point game, 8 35-point games this se- this season. 22-point paints. Considering his size, that, to me, might be the most impressive, but still, Third in the fan vote for guards in the West. The biggest change, as I mentioned before, Jason Tatum. We'll get to him a little bit more later in the show. So Jason Tatum moving ahead of Joel Embiid in the East front court. So I want to bring in half man, half amazing, because this is a fan vote. Remember, did the fans get it right thus far, Mm -hmm. Vince?
4: Yes, they're getting it right. Jason Tatum is playing at another level right now. He's showing that he is ready to take over the league or something like that. But he has that other guy with him that is playing well too, Jalen Brown. But Jason Tatum right now, man, he, he's doing what he needs to do. His goal is to get back to on that championship stage and possibly win that MVP because he is my vote for the MVP because he can score at all three levels. Look at that. You can't sit back on him because he can pull up off the pick and roll. He can go back door and when he goes to the upper room, he's gonna go. You see here, you're too small, I'm too strong, big boy. That's what you're going to see from Jason Tatum the rest of this season, and he deserves to be right where he is right now.
2: Mm, another 30-point game for Jason Tatum and 41 for Jalen Brown. Impressive. Vince Carter, thank you so much. All right, all-star voting, it's good, it's nice, it's fun, Richard Jefferson. Yeah. But you know when I have the most fun? What? What? It's when we talk about MVP, because we had some movement in this in the poll in what Caesars is saying. So Nikola Jokic, he is now Perk the Favorite, followed by Luca, Jason Tatum, Giannis and Embiid. So where's my bell? Can someone ring the bell for me, pretty pretty, please? No? All right. <laughs> I, no I, hear no I, thought I thought I had more prompt power no than bell. that. Richard Perk. Since you first have championed Nikola Jokic's cause, how do you feel about the odds makers right now, Perk?
1: It's right. It's right. It's on point like Rondo. And since we're talking about point and point centers and what he's doing for the game right now, and we saw his performance last night. every night.
3: Every night.
1: But I'm saying in limited minutes, He almost notched another triple-double. Didn't even play the entire fourth quarter. I mean, look, his effect that he's having on the game. Again, I keep bringing up the athleticism part. We saw on numerous occasions just last night game where it wasn't about him jumping or leaping over people to grab rebounds. It was just him positioning himself. And when you just go on skills alone. Skills alone and winning and making guys around him better with the highlights. I mean, Caesar's got this right.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah, Caesar often gets things right uh, when we're in January, <laughs> right? There's a lot of basketball to play. And look, A lot of people need to understand this. When you're doing the MVP race, you're talking about two of the best players in the world. You're talking about two of the better teams in the world, championship teams. So when I sit here and tell you that I don't know if he is the dude Mm. right now, I don't have him over Giannis. I have him and Giannis neck and neck. That means Giannis could have a week, which we know he can, 55, 40. He can do that, and all of a sudden he jumps a little bit. Jokic, Jokic could have two okay games. It's not like Denver's undefeated. So my point is I'm not trying to devalue anything that Jokic is doing by saying we need to take a harder look at what Giannis is doing with all of his teammates injured when all of his teammates out
2: well and I think as we have discussed at this point at nauseam it's the fact that he would be the back-to-back-to-back MVP all right taking a little break from you two bringing you back in Vince Carter welcoming in Brian Windhorst because I'm curious their thoughts on this Brian starting with you
0: yeah so Jokic is now at 9.7 assists a game and you know what he doesn't hunt assists he's had plenty of games this year where he's stuck at nine he could i'm going to go ahead and give him the, the rounding up he's basically averaging a triple double mm. and in this year where there's so many legitimate candidates for mvp and you can really go and make a strong case for three or four or five guys right now if you've got the number one seed in the west which i know it's only january richard and you are averaging a triple double or almost there he's pretty much there the case for you becomes extremely strong the fact that he's a two-time defending MVP and that the standard for the third MVP is so incredibly high might get met by those two huge facts if he's able to maintain them. Vince, last word on this. Mm.
4: <laughs> Wendy laid it out for everyone. I mean, it is January, and we're talking about who is leading in the MVP race right now, and those numbers don't lie. Point blank clear, he is getting it done. I mean, you can't discredit what Luca's is doing, right. Tatum. I mean, that's, a, that's an unbelievable list, but man... Jokic right now?
2: I think what's a little bit wild when you look at Jokic is that it's not, we're talking about Jokic and Giannis. And Luka Doncic has had an incredible season thus far. Jason Tatum has had an incredible season. But when you look at the odds makers, those two were in between Jokic and Giannis.
3: Well, look, look, the weird thing about uh, about, uh, uh, Doncic being in the middle of that is that you, you could say, well, oh, well, how good is this team? Are they going to win enough? Well, we've already given out MVPs the last few years to teams that didn't win a lot because based off of like individual performances. We saw it with Jokic the last two years because he helped carry his team. We saw it with Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. averaging a triple-double on a team that wasn't great. So, you know, Luka has a case if you go off some of the prior uh, things that we have used to give MVPs the last couple of years. And that's not to diminish any MVPs, yep. but to say that Luka doesn't have another all-star next to him, his team is hovering around fourth or fifth, if he mm-hmm. puts up historic numbers that's what we've been predicating some of the mvp votes on lately Uh,
1: and looking at that list i feel like jason tatum is going to get the short end of the stick and let me explain why Mm. when you're playing with another guy who's also kind of playing at an mvp level and Jalen brown that could take away from what jason tatum is doing as well like you know we're, we're talking about a dynamic duo that what is leading the league this season for is both having 30-point games every single night, damn near. And so I'm looking at Jason Tatum. He's going to, like, get the short end of the stick because of Jalen Brown and what he's been doing.
2: Yeah, so right now we have Jokic, J- Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, Giannis Attentacumpo, at least according to Caesars, leading the way. We're going to get more into Luka in particular later in the show, but still to come on NBA Today. See these dunks? They're pictured right here. whoa can take upper room honors I mean last week was so crazy I don't know how we can follow that up but we're gonna try it was an early sunset for Phoenix last night why the folks in the valley may be in a little bit bigger of a hole come trade deadline hmm and Luka Doncic we mentioned him the closest thing we've seen to becoming the next LeBron we're gonna explain that conversation in a matter of minutes
0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
3: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.
5: If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect
3: businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: You're watching NBA Today.
4: Here's Kuzma off the screen. Kuzma, face- I was just trying to give myself the best chance to uh, make a play. I caught the ball, I looked left, and a lot of teams have forced me left. So I just had the line just kind of get flat a little bit. So I knew I had Caruso on me, and he's one of the better defenders in the league. So just giving myself a chance to go uh, pick either way instead of just being directed to one. Taj came up, I was trying to get downhill at first, but I noticed that he was up at the level a little bit and it probably would've been hard to get through, probably no call again. So, you know, I just uh, threw the ball to an open spot on the floor and um, just rose up and shot it
0: and it went in.
2: I mean, what an ending to that game out in Chicago. A little bit of an interesting shot selection, but it's a perfect way to start our latest edition of Chop It or Drop It. So just a reminder of how this works. If you want to talk about it, you're going to say, we're going to chop it. And if you don't, you say, drop it. And everybody drops it. Are you ready? Well, ready or not, here we go. The Bulls, they are four games under 500. They are only a half game out of the 11th seed. So big perk. Chop it or drop it. It's time for the Bulls to start to maybe reassess their plans for the rest of the season.
1: Oh, we got to chop it. For okay. sure. I mean, think about it. Last year when they added uh, Vucevic and DeMar DeRozan and you remember when they made the offseason addition against Alex Caruso, like this team is championship a They didn't bring, they didn't put this team. They didn't put this team together just to be competing or making it to the postseason. Like, DeMar DeRozan is towards the tail end of his career. I'm not saying he don't have more left in the tank, but I'm talking about in his prime. Zach Levine, he's one of the best shooting guards in the game today. So, right now, it's just not working. We don't know what's going on with Kobe White. Sometimes he's getting minutes. Sometimes he's starting. He's Billy Donovan is really not a fan of his. It's time for the Bulls to make some moves.
3: I, I, I agree. I'm not going to necessarily say what moves they need to make. I'm not saying, but I don't know if they were necessarily championship or bust, but they were expected to be a higher level playoff team than what they are. They are supposed to be five or above. They should be a team that could be contending for the second round, and right now they're contending for the play-in, and it's because of injury. And DeMar DeRozan, people did not expect to get this quality of a player when he left San Antonio. So they even had some players that were exceeding expectations, but they haven't been able to get healthy. Uh, even coach, uh, when, when the coach when we had the opportunity to talk to him, he said, look, one of the issues is that we get down big mm. and then we fight back. That's why we're one of the worst crunchdown teams. And a lot of it has to do with their decision making. You can roll the tape on, on one of the shots that, that when you see Zach Levine take this, look, you're down by three five seconds ago that's just not that's just not a quality shot right there like you have to go and, and be more aggressive you got to look for your teammates you got to find something the right way and the, the bulls just right now they just so seem so
2: discombobulated Brian what options do they actually have and that they're looking at here
0: it's not good Malika and organizationally number one they don't favor a tank number two They are sort of buffeted by the fact that they owe their pick if it doesn't fall in the top four to the Orlando Magic as part of the Nikola Vucevic trade. So even if they tanked, even if they found deals that dropped them down, they'd be looking at probably a coin flip at best, whether they keep their pick or tank for nothing and lose the pick to Orlando. I, you could make the case for it. I don't think it's headed that direction. Hmm.
2: All right, so let's go from the team that's 10th in the East to the team that is 10th in the West. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves. They had their four-game winning streak snap. They lost by 17 to a shorthanded Pistons team. Minnesota's only two games below 500. only a game and a half ahead of the Thunder for 13th. So, Richard, is it time to be worried about the Wolves? Chop it or drop it? Oh, I want to chop it. Let's do it.
3: Because I, I – what? you okay? Oh, I, I was just saying that this is another team that, again, you talk about the offseason acquisitions Mm -hmm. of bringing in Rudy Gobert, getting rid of all of those picks. And I get it. If you had Carl Anthony Towns, and and maybe they're going to look at this and say, hey, look, Cat's been injured a bunch. Anthony Edwards got off to a slow start. But ultimately, you could just see that the chemistry ain't chemistry-ing. Yeah, that's what I said. So, I I like Minnesota, I like some of their pieces, but that does not look like a cohesive unit. Definitely doesn't look like the same cohesive unit, and I'm not going to blame this on Rudy Gobert. I'm going to blame this on the group. Mm. The group needs to do it better because not one person can lead you positive or negative. It has to be done as a collective unit.
1: They are the biggest frontrunners in the NBA. The Minnesota Timberwolves, when it comes down to it. Think about it. D'Angelo Russell, he's always bumping his gums, whether it's in interviews or on social media. The same with Rudy Gobert, the same with Anthony Edwards, and even Carl Anthony Towns. They always talking about what they're going to do and what they're going to accomplish and what's going on and things to that nature. And the fact of the matter is, they're not doing a damn thing. So when I, like, when they speak, like, we should, like, like turn the volume down. Like like go sound deal tone deal mm. because like they're front runners. They're front runners for sure. So you don't like them? No, I don't like them. All right, we're gonna I stick like in the Anthony West. Edwards. I don't like the Minnesota Timberwolves.
2: We're gonna go to the Phoenix Suns. How about them? Because they dropped their tenth game in their last twelve. They got blown out by the Nuggets. They fall back below five hundred. Yes, they're battling injuries. Right? No Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson, Brian, Is health the biggest concern for the Suns, or is it something else? Chop it or drop it.
0: Yeah, I mean right now at this point, Malik, I'm gonna chop it because any game where they don't get a player injured, yes, is a good night. Mm. The problem, we know that they've got Jay Crowder sitting out, you know they're desperate for players. So you're saying, why will they not trade Jay Crowder to get help? And the reason is is they've got three quasi owners, like nothing I've seen before in my 20 years covering the NBA. They have Sam Garvin, who is the acting owner right now for Robert Sarver, who is in the middle of selling the team because he is suspended. But while sam garvin has said he has the authority to make trades he actually doesn't because under the rules that the the league put down under the suspension robert sarver is allowed to to say yes or no to any trade for a player that makes over 10 million dollars which is who jay crowder is any trade almost certainly has to go on sarver's desk meanwhile matt ishbia is going to try to take control of this team within the next month I'm not sure that the league is going to get through with their vetting process, but he's hoping to get control of the team ahead of the trade deadline so he can have a decision on who the trade is. So the the, the Phoenix Suns front office, James Jones, is trying to help his team. He's got different people saying yes or no that he's got to sign off on. It's Mm. very, very difficult for them to get something done, not Mm. to mention the trade market's tight. It sounds like, I mean, there are so
2: many cooks in this kitchen. As players, you've been around as as you've been trying to push towards a championship. Players are coming in, players are going out. Have you heard of something like like this? Were there that many people who have their voices heard?
3: A little bit. Back when, you know, when I was in Jersey and they were moving to Brooklyn, it was there was, you know, the sell of teams. I think the team got sold twice uh, in the middle of this, my Jersey on their way to Brooklyn. So you understand that there can be some continuity issues. The problem is, is that this is a championship level team that needs help and they need things that they that need to be addressed. And so Hopefully that this situation can be resolved so that they can make a move so that then they can get healthy and make a final push because this team does have all of the ability and all of the talent to win a championship, but I don't know if it's internal because you can't really tell what's going on internal if everything internally is injured, banged up, and you don't know what the true product is.
2: Right, but it seems like we're not that far removed from the Suns making it to the finals last year at the beginning of the season. All expectations were they were going to make that run back, and the way that we saw them exit the season and then the health issues so far, they've been a little bit concerning.
1: It has, but it started way before the the injuries, right? When you think about the signing and the negotiation part with DeAndre Ayton, he felt disrespected. Him and Monty Williams' relationship. Jay Crowder was actually the voice that was keeping DeAndre Ayton together now all of a sudden he's not in the locker room and you see the distance right you you see you could tell by looking at the bench I said another thing they took JaVale McGee for granted mm. his locker room mm. presence his championship experience that was in there he was the only guy that had rings that could hold everybody accountable outside of the coaching staff so now I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns and I'm like what's next like The window has closed, and I know RJ and I, we discussed this early in the season, and I had the the Phoenix Suns back on this one, but now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, nah, it's something more than just trading or finding a trade for Jay Crowder. It's something going on for us in that locker
3: room, for us with Monty Williams and his players. It's a bad situation when you have – injuries a weird locker room thing a weird front office thing a weird ownership thing and it's its going to all get resolved but i think when they say that it starts at the top well the top is struggling right now mm. because they're trying to figure out the ownership they're trying to figure out how to make trades during a championship window that is closing because chris paul yeah. isn't getting any younger and that is no disrespect to the legend
2: closing maybe closed perk that's that's some strong words. It's, it's going to be real
3: in- words, not strong. It's, it's going to be
2: interesting tomorrow, though, because they face the Timberwolves, and that could be an indictment on either one of those teams, depending uh, uh. on how well, that goes. they did beat
1: Golden State, though, they
2: they be Golden State the other day. They did beat Golden State the other day. Still to come on NBA Today, oh, Luca That
1: man means a lot.
2: He's played in 330 NBA games. His averages, they actually compare to LeBron's first 330. So we're going to explain, take a deep dive on those numbers. That's coming up next. And it's Thursday. Vince Carter's in the building. You Know what that means. We got a reservation in the upper room. Who is headed there this week? Plus, our Brian Winhorst, he just got back from watching Victor wembanyama in person in France. So what he saw that's coming up
1: shortly. <laughs> <laughs> <Cheek, no. laughs>
3: this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple.
0: must
3: be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details LeBron he's a great player he was my idol when I was young
1: I'm here to tell you all guys that uh
5: uh oh look out people oh, wow. he's just starting to figure out how many ways
1: After going college I was in an NBA draft
5: Something he's dreamed about his whole life is about to happen. The childhood prodigy,
0: is there a comparison that we've seen to him? Donchich! There's
1: no pressure. I'm doing something that I love to do. No, I just want to play the game basketball.
2: Welcome back to NBA Today, here with Richard Jefferson, Kendrick Perkins, and joined by our NBA reporter, Tim McMahon, who is based in Dallas for us. And speaking of Dallas, the league's leading scorer, Luka Doncic, he's going to face off against LeBron as he closes in on that all-time scoring record. But before we dive in tonight, I do want to hear from these two on the scoring record specifically.
1: We have a lot of great scorers in our league. Noah KD being one of them, Kyrie
5: and Giannis, Luca, he's young. Those guys, they, they put numbers on the board. What are the odds you think of anybody ever catching the ball? I mean, uh, it's always
4: a possibility, you know, but it's going to be really tough. Uh, you going to have a guy that plays for 20,
1: um, I mean, 20s now, 20 years. That shape, uh, I mean, how he holds up his
5: body. Uh, if you're saying me, there's no way, because I'm not playing that much. <laughs> you're you good. Yeah. You, you already anticipating the question. You so, say no way in hell for you, um, No. <laughs>
2: recognize that voice who uh, asked that Tim so here's how Luca stacked up against LeBron through 330 career games he's averaging more points more rebounds more assists than LeBron they're both shooting the same 46% from the field however Luca has won two playoff series LeBron only had won one that's up until that point so wreck here with Brian Windhorst as well Tim Brian you two have followed Luca and LeBron respectively closer than anybody throughout their entire career and you actually have an article up on ESPN.com right now about how eventually I know we're already looking forward here, Luca could be the heir apparent to the all-time scoring king crown. How does he think about
5: that? Well, you heard him. He says, no, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh. He ain't trying to play 20 years. He Mm -hmm. says he's going to be on his farm in Slovenia. Now, he doesn't have a farm in Slovenia yet, but Mm -hmm. he says he has a buddy who has one. He knows how to get one. He's got the meat. Got a guy. He's looking to, you know, make cheese and stuff 20 years from now, not (laughs) not climb an all-time scoring list. And... As, as much as the score, this is obviously about production and, and you know ability the, mm. the ability to put the ball in the basket. It's about durability. It's mm-hmm. about taking care of your body. LeBron is a, 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 the all time exception in terms of that durability. Luca has a lot of strengths. I would say discipline and around the counter commitment aren't high on that list.
2: Mm. So when we look though at all of those stats that we just rattled off that that folks at home saw on that full screen, to you when you're looking at similarities between Luca and LeBron, maybe that body composition, the taking care of your body, is something that's a difference. What do you see as a similarity that stands out? You know, I
5: think one of the biggest similarities, despite the fact that you've got a guy who's about to be the all-time leading the scorer, a guy who's mm. leading the league in scoring, neither one of them really think of themselves as scores mm-hmm. they don't necessarily think of themselves as facilitators but they they're orchestrators they are guys these are two of the most brilliant passers ever to play the game and like I said they're guys who are offensive orchestrators who you know if they need to dominate a game with 15 assists they can do that if right. they need to dominate a game you know as we've seen Luca lately with 50 points is obviously LeBron's done that many times mm-hmm. in his career. They can do that, but they aren't just pure bucket getters. They're just brilliant offensive players. Right.
2: So, so we're based in Los Angeles, and so we see reporters come and go through Crypto.com Arena, and oftentimes reporters will come in from other cities, and they'll ask LeBron for his thoughts on the star player of whatever team is coming through. What do you think of this young star? What do you think of that young star? But, Brian, Luka Doncic is interesting in this case. How does LeBron view Luka?
0: I'm not sure he's been more impressed with a young player in his whole career than he is with Luca, and that's easy to say now. LeBron was there at the start, and obviously there were some teams interested in Luca. but remember, three teams passed on him. This was not like when LeBron came into the league where everybody would have taken him first. And one of the things that I'll always point out with this, in his whole 20 years with Nike, LeBron has never had somebody else on his brand He's never had somebody else specifically wear his shoe. LeBron attempted to recruit Luca in and say, hey, I want you to be my partner within the Nike company. Now, Hmm. that didn't go that way. Luca ended up going with Jordan. But I see incredible similarities to LeBron and Luka, not only with their games, but with where their early career is, with what LeBron was trying to do in Cleveland as the Cavs for those first few years really struggled to get another star alongside him and how he carried them, just like Luka carried the Mavericks into the conference finals last year ahead of schedule. LeBron, um, in his fourth year, got his team to the finals ahead of schedule. There's a lot there that LeBron likes, and he's felt that way since day one. Hmm.
2: Vince, you have a really unique perspective of all this because of everybody sitting here, you're the only one who's played against both Luka Doncic and against LeBron James what do you see between these two
4: uh man like I said everybody said the same thing I mean there are similarities but I I think the deciding factor uh is is Luka's health and and how he takes care of his body because he's asked to do a lot of things and he's going to demand a lot of attention and he's going to have to beat double teams which he's very capable he plays at his own speed but you know, I don't know how many years he actually wants to play, but to, to play at that elite level, you're going to have to pay attention to your body just like you do your game. And, you know, we'll see how that goes. And that's the one thing that separates LeBron. And, you know, I, I played a long time. It takes a real commitment to play, you know, into – you know, to 20 years, 20 plus into your 40s, like maybe he doesn't want to do that, but it takes a lot. It takes a commitment just to be that at, on that level all the time because of, you're you're the go-to guy. And you're expected to do so many things. So, you know, he, he's made a commitment. He meaning, Luca has made a commitment and you just seen what he's done this year from stuff from the start of the season to now because he's made a commitment. Let's see if he can continue.
1: You you know what's crazy to me? What is that on NBA Today in our production meetings? We could pull up all old film. I mean, you could pull up film of me airballing the reverse dog. <laughs> we could pull up all the things in the world. But why are we not pulling up the footage the day that I said on this show that Luka Doncic reminds me is a LeBron James minus the athleticism. And here we are today, a year later, having the same conversation. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, 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 it's a lot of similarities. Well, duh, they both 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", the point forward position. They could do it all. They could get buckets. They make guys around them better. They rebound the ball at a high clip. They could carry a team one D on their shoulders. I said this last year in 2022. But you know what's crazy? Not you, Tim. I sit up <laughs> here with you and you. And y'all pull up old clips and like me, It's like Richard say, oh, he was passing me the ball and things to that nature. But Greg and everybody else, they won't pull up the clips when I'm right. That's the problem I have. Well, it's but, yeah, so rare. It's and, 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 look, and look, I am Tell with him, Perk.
3: No, 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 no. I am with Perk this 100%. It is so rare that he is right. We need to make sure that we pull these videos up. Because or else America is just going to be like, oh, here we go again with Perk. But Perk <laughs> is right. You are right, Perk. I got your back on this, Perk. Man. I, If you got my back. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like if you got one enemy, it's me. Yeah. All right. And if he gets so, back, there's some punks Oh, in yeah, definitely the fight. Yeah. But no, my thing with Luca is this. He's so special. He's so unique. He's the one player. Like he ret- I retired the year he came in. And when I was watching him give the best athletes, Paul George, mm. Kawhi, don't. You know, he was giving everybody buckets. And I'm sitting here like. I haven't seen a rookie be, be able to not only score, but the way he handles. He doesn't move fast. That means his handle has to be even more elite because he's in tight places and he has to maneuver. So when I watch Luca, he is special. He is unique. To your point, I will defend Luca on this. When we're young players our first yeah. 5 6 years in the league, we don't know how to take care of our bodies. LeBron James was having back issues and then he hired a biomechanics person, you know, and then he started working on his body and that's how he was able to 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 add longevity to his face because he was in Miami, Cleveland, he was having some issues. So Even Luka, at an early point in your career when you're kind of eating good, you're drinking good, life is good, and you're like, wait a second, I need to take care of my body. We've seen it with Jokic. He came in and the way he evolved his body. So Mm -hmm. I believe that Luka will have longevity, and I believe he has already started that trend of taking care of his body because we listened to it last year and we've seen the difference this year. So I believe in him and the longevity that he will have, but he's not going to catch LeBron James.
2: That chatter has been there for a while, though. Tim, what details do you have on Luka, the way he's changed his sort of recovery process? Process his preparation process and that sort of thing.
5: Well, the man does like recovery beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And,
3: and, so did and, Michael and, Jordan. And, so did Scottie and, Pippen. And, so did Karl Malone. This Richard is Jefferson, one of the.
5: Uh,
0: so this Richard is Richard one of the
3: main breweries, <laughs>
5: <laughs> this is a Brewery in uh, in, in uh, Slovenia. Beer, by the way, in the Slovenian is pronounced "pivo." It's the one Slovenian Pivo. word that I that I do remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but Important look, one. He he but. understands the importance. He certainly has made progress. It's funny because Mark Cuban for years kind of ranted against guys playing for their national teams. you remember it was always – he let Dirk do it, but it was kind of against his, mm. his will. The Mavericks don't mind Luca playing for the Slovenian national team because they know, hey, listen. They going to let Luca do we that. We know Luka? he's going to no well, choice. That too, but they know, hey, he's going up and down the court. And it, so him playing for Slovenia this year in Eurobasket, leading basically right up to training camp, He came in in much better shape than Mm. he did each of the last two years. And, you know, Jay Kidd calls it Luka shape. He ain't running marathons. (laughs) But but he's playing, you know, 38, 40 minutes a night, leading the league in scoring and, you know, giving the Mavericks, who Mm. have a pretty flawed roster around him, a chance to be right in the thick of things in the Western Conference.
2: Luka Doncic and the Mavericks, they face the Lakers tonight in Crypto.com Arena. Tim McMahon, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. All right, folks. It's time, there can only be one. We may have been friends before, not anymore. We go head to head in the upper room. That's coming up next, there can only be one.
3: Your upper rooms have been really good today. They've been really good today, I'm not gonna argue. Carter with great hands and strip. and ahead of the pack, showtime,
2: oh no! Oh yes, you know what time it is.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, we are headed to the upper room. Let's go.
2: Size, power, finesse. I enlisted a little bit of help for my nomination. Uh, Aaron Gordon uh, himself.
4: Uh, he's a cheat
1: code. You guys see I got the Vince Carter highlights in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 40th anniversary of Dr. J. Rock the Baby. Come on, Dr. J, bring it to me real quick. <laughs> the legend,
4: Mr. Dr. J, welcome to the Upper Room, baby. And the doctor made a sensational play.
2: All right, so that was last week's edition of Legendary. A I still can't believe we had Aaron Gordon and Dr. J stop by, but nonetheless, of course. of course we did. I don't know how we can top it, but it is time for this week's Upper Room. As okay. a reminder, this is how it works. Each one of us, we humbly present. To the dunking god vince carter one dunk from this past week and only one can be anointed into the upper room are you ready yes vince you ready let's go let's get it brian winhorse kick us off who we got
0: i bring this back from france for your consideration mr oh. carter victor <laughs> <laughs> Monday night. this was a game winner this was this won the game with three seconds left against his former team, in a putback fashion, for your consideration. Oh, I feel like he's. Can that even count? Time.
2: He barely had to yes. jump. Time <laughs> and score.
3: Yes, <laughs> it counts a lot.
2: Time and score. I mean. Yeah.
3: Time I can't wait for
2: this guy to be in the NBA. Lean on it. Woo!
1: The dog from the dark. I ain't
2: like <laughs> from the Like from from
1: the All
2: right, okay, <laughs> all right. That's, that, that's, that's pretty good. I like that. Perk, can you top it?
1: <laughs> can I? Oh, that's why I'm the leader. Hey, V.C., V.C., <laughs> look, Ja Morant. Yep. Let me bring you back to the dark side for a moment, man. Of and course. Listen, you know what's crazy? When you do it on the what's same crazy? person twice, he got Porter. Oh, Again. my God. <laughs> Again. You remember he got him last year. You remember he got him last, last year. Yes. Uh, last year was uh, better. Last year was better. He barely even touched him. Uh, That's a beautiful poster. Oh, 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 That's a beautiful poster, job. Oh, 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 oh. yeah. hey, come on now, V.C. Hey, uh, RJ, he, 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 he's fouled. levitating. BC, he's levitating. He's it. floating. Arrow foul. Ooh. Hoo, hoo,
2: hoo.
4: Look at that. He waits for the big feather to fly on by. He All said, right, Go ahead, fly All on right. By. that's
2: nice, but here's the thing. Perks won with Ja Morant, what, three times at this point? We've seen it. Ja, you know how much respect I have for you, but we expect it. I want the unexpected. I want my Oakland roots up in here. You may know him as Dame Logo, but he is Duncan Dame What's now, Dame Dollar doing? Dame Dollar, you doing? do not expect this from somebody. Oh! His high-
0: oh.
2: Hey, Come on. Get.
3: That's better, Joss. that's better than Jaws. That's better than Jaws.
2: My goodness Dave Cole,
3: Cole. You okay, know, he was up. repping Cole, the bay sorry, in that Cole. one.
2: Oh, Cole, you're my guy, Cole. Hey, Cole got uh-uh.
4: halfway. He's like, ah, oh, that's uh-huh. a bad idea. Cole looked man. like he
2: was uh-huh. in the matrix going all the way backwards on that one. <laughs> well, I don't really
1: know. The ball still like touched the front of the rim and then he had to push it in. I don't really know about Did that. Did he push Ric-
3: it in? I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Rich, I bring right us now. home all right so mine look we're gonna go a little legacy route uh you know i played with senior oh, but i love man. to see what junior does come on show me the tape we talking about martin jr my young guy i remember when he was sitting on a lap and he was man. one years old and he just is a lefty monster come on come on look at the young fella show it to him in transit don't just oh you see the business decision see that's the difference he takes off Almost from the free throw line, and then look—we got two for—we got two (laughs) for—we want to talk about tip dunks. Just like his daddy used to do. Boy, that boy looked just like his old daddy. You boy, boy know like. boy, That boy looked just like his daddy. <laughs> on that. Look at the swing of the rim. All he missed was this part from his daddy. <laughs> boy looked just like his old daddy. Come on, man. And me and your daddy, Sam. Oh, my man, goodness. Look at <laughs> the day, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> me and your boy, me and your daddy. Bro, he used to have a good time, man. He used to win a lot of games and stuff, man. You know, so, man. Looked just like his daddy, The man. nominations, man.
2: they are in. The nominations are in. There can only be one, V.C.
3: V.C., <laughs> don't make me cut your feed, bro.
2: <laughs> I think Vince might even... <laughs> Does not mean I get to choose who the winner no. of the upper room no. is? Don't know. Wait, so here's, how, here's a little behind the scenes for everybody at home while Vince is frozen, which adds some suspense to this. He gets to see these dunks, and he's actually already made a selection. I don't know who the winner is. I really don't. It ain't you. Greg Condes, can you tell us, producer Greg, who is the winner of Upper Room? Here we go. What?
3: <laughs> Come um on. Oh, my. Come on.
2: Perkins again? That's
3: all I do is
1: win in life. Come
2: uh. on, uh. Again, uh. bro. Come on,
1: man. Stop you me. know Come what? On. It's starting, to be, it's it's starting a- to be the norm. It's starting to be the norm.
2: Up next time. No. Seven, no, seven. no, I don't
3: need no help. This is what I'm saying. Now, you might, because I'm second one, on the leaderboard and you are one, far behind. His first one was better against him. That's my <laughs> biggest thing. That's an outstanding. Yeah, knock. this is
2: no this is no knock on job. We just our bar for him is so high.
3: <laughs> oh
2: my god, am I that far down? Alright, so I've won twice. Perks twice. Three, four First times. Of
1: balls, in my defense, I've only been on the show twice. Well, that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, John ja Morant, once again, welcome to the upper room. Next well done, week, well done. we're raising I'm the bar lose, again. Boy. Still to come here on NBA today. Brian Windhorst, he mentioned it. He just got back from France where he watched Victor Wembanyama do his thing you know, in I person. It's
1: going to take me to pronounce his name. Sacre
2: Bleu, L- prize, Say that.
1: L- you say Atatacumpo? The at the there you go. You're
3: going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: going
1: <gonna be> <laughs> you gotten a chance to see Victor Webinama yet, I can't miss him that type of talent and skill.
3: Uh, What is he, 7'4"? Yeah,
1: he's like the 2K creative player.
5: No one has ever seen anyone as tall as he is, but as fluid and as graceful on the floor.
2: Welcome back to NBA Today. So Brian Windhorst, you just got back from a handful of days in one of my favorite cities, Paris, and you spent a few days with Victor Wenbanyama. What did you
0: see? Well, he just turned 19 about a week ago, Malika. (laughs) So he was celebrating his birthday. And uh, he is absolutely doing everything he can. Everything about his life is to prepare for the NBA. He's focused on this season. His team, the Metropolitan 92s, are in first place in the French Pro A League. uh, But he is so focused on the rest of his career. He has, um, you know, his daily workouts are akin to an NBA players, but he plays way fewer games. So he spends a lot of time on development. He's got a physical therapist that his team specifically handpicked from him, hiring him away from another team that he works out with every single day. Um, the game that I was at, there were three general managers there uh, just to see him, and the general managers came and and recorded with their phones his pre-game muscle activation, where he spent 15 or 20 minutes working with bands just on his toes, ankles, and feet as, mm. he, as he prepares for things. You know, watching him in this league is different. They're very physical in that league, Malika. The stuff that would definitely be called for fouls in the NBA is. Let go there. Teams do not often play their biggest player against him. They'll sometimes sit their seven-footers and instead play the, a strong six-foot-seven, six-foot-eight guy to try to muscle him. Hmm. Sometimes teams—he's the number one scorer in the league. He's um, leads the league in blocks, leads the league in rebounds. Is totally dominating. <laughs> Some teams have taken to double-teaming him when he doesn't even have the ball. Wow. But I will tell you that he is—even though he's a very proud Parisian he is very focused on getting to the NBA. And he's also very clear, he doesn't care which team it is. I don't know how Mm. he feels inside, but outside doesn't care what team he is. But I might have to put him in touch with Perk because I rode in a car with him in Paris and it's a rough go. They don't have Escalade's or envoys over there, Perk. You may need to give him some tips what kind of car to get when he gets over here because he's he's a big man in a small world over there in
2: Europe. We're gonna need to get that from Perk. I'm curious though, Perk, the folks that you mentioned, the the GMs that were there, were these from teams that could potentially draft Victor? Or
0: yes and no. Uh, hmm. the, you know, I don't want to you know put all their business out there, but there was a team there that is very strong. A chance for Victor, and um, then other other teams were not. There were other draft picks, potential draft picks, playing in the game. But I got to tell you, in talking to a number of teams, yeah. I think people just kind of want to see him. There's not that many games to be played. Um, if they're in, a lot of uh, uh, general managers and uh, scouts are in Europe right now. They just kind of want to see the show. And Victor is absolutely, without a doubt, the show right now in France. See, that that to me is
2: interesting. That folks that maybe won't even have a chance at him are just like, oh, I want I want to see the show. What kind of car should he get, Perk?
1: He shouldn't get one. He shouldn't even be driving. (laughs)
2: There you
1: go. Get him a sprinter and and get so
3: And the money coming, y'all. The the money money. coming. Well,
2: one of the teams that could be in the race for Victor Wembenyama is on our air tomorrow night right here on ESPN. We're making some history, actually. The Warriors and the Spurs. Not the Warriors. The Spurs. (laughs) They have set an all-time record for the game attendance at the Alamo Dome because earlier today the the team announced they've sold over 64,000 tickets. That's insane. You're going to see it right here on ESPN. At 7:30. I
3: play in Alamo Dome.
2: When we return in 60 seconds, gentlemen, did, did you guys see how Drew hit this shot, like from behind the backboard last night? It got us thinking. We'll tell you what on the other side. Alright, it is now time for today's ratings update presented by NBA 2K23. Some small boosts for some big time guards. You can see how things shake out here. Woo, interesting. I, look,
3: this one, like, look. Shea, all-star this year. He's been having an outstanding season. Game winners doing a lot. Mm. To say that he is above Mitchell and Kyrie? It's
2: woo. a okay, Here's something okay. else that's interesting. Did y'all see the shot from Drew Holiday last night? If not, <laughs> let me just remind folks. This was... I mean, behind Behind the backboard? Come on. Yeah. Come on.
1: You know what, Malika? I want I want you to do that when you play in the celebrity game at All Star. Everybody, uh-huh. we are breaking yeah, news. Malika
3: <laughs> is going to play in the celebrity game on Friday night, and me and Perk I'm are not going a celebrity. To <laughs> yes, you are a celebrity.
2: This reminded us of a couple of shots. LeBron James uh, uh, was able lucky, to do that.
3: Here. Lucky. Oh, here we go. We better, have, we, better have, we better have the original.
2: Was able to do that.
3: <laughs> the original. I know they're going to have to, if they let me down, I'm going to be. Disappointed in our producers well no this ain't, this ain't no no this one was okay nice. this Josh, one was pretty they, they, they no they, if they don't have the original, I'm going to be messed up. The first time I you're gonna saw it. It, you going to be disappointed? Yeah, it's so <laughs> wild. Come on. You
2: thought, Burr, come you on, thought come on. producer odds.
3: Oh, this dude. you, know, you know, he's don't keep playing miss. with
2: Larry. He, he, he don't miss.
1: Richard, and I think our producers don't care if you're disappointed. They're disappointing you every day.
2: That's going to do it for us here <laughs> on NBA Today. I NFL Live is coming hey. up next. We will Bagu. see you tomorrow. Orlowski. <laughs>